powered by Transistor FM. Welcome to friends, foes, and neither. Do not adjust your podcatcher settings because what you're about to hear is real. It's the Derek Duvall Show. Prepare yourself for pop culture, commentary, and interviews featuring no drama and no controversy guaranteed. And now, coming to you live to tape from the Derek Duvall Productions Bunker, it's Derek Duvall! Hello, Duvall Nation. Hello! Hi, everybody. Hi. Thank you very much. Hi. Thank you. Thank you. Please sit. Thank you. Hello, Duvall Nation, and welcome to the Derek Duvall Show. We are back with another fantastic journey into the lives of extraordinary people. Before we get into this episode, I want to say thanks again to my last guest, David Hollenbach. He was very courageous to come on my show, tell his story. It was a real pleasure to speak with him, and his episode did, man, some crazy good numbers right out of the gate. If you haven't heard his interview, I invite you to check it out after the end of this episode. All right, anyway, welcome to episode 92. We have another first for the Derek Duvall Show today. We welcome to the show acclaimed psychic medium and animal communicator, Mari Kadaginova. She specializes in heartfelt messages from the beyond, from both people and animals. She'll be discussing her process, dispelling myths about the practice of being a communicator, and so much more. Plus, she will also be discussing her contribution to the book, Heaven Sent, True Stories of Pets That Have Touched Our Hearts in Miraculous Ways. So we have a lot to unpack here, so let's go ahead and get her on out here. Duval Nation, please rise to your feet, put your hands together, and welcome from outside Boston, psychic medium and animal communicator, Mari Kardajanova. Hello, Mari. Welcome to the Derek Duval Show. How is the weather out by you today? You know, it's been a little weird here. You know, it was 65 degrees one day, and then yesterday we had about four to five inches of snow, and then today it warmed up, and now it's melting. So you never know. It's You know, no. they say in New England, you know, if you don't like the weather, <laughs> wait a minute. I always start my interviews with the same question, that is, how has it been for you to navigate the COVID-19 pandemic? Well, it's been interesting, and I was thinking about your questions, you know, prior to coming on, and uh, clearly, you know, COVID has been a nightmare for, for the world and for so many people. But in terms of my business and everything, it was actually, you know, you could say the silver lining of COVID is that um, I was doing a lot of remote work prior to COVID. But, you know, when COVID hit, I went all remote. And that's actually been great, you know, because I can do readings, you know, I, I mostly do them over the phone or sometimes Zoom. And it's actually, it's a lot easier for me. It just fits into my schedule. So that's sort of the plus side of COVID. But clearly, you know, living with all the restrictions and people mm-hmm. being sick has been difficult. But I feel like, you know, our world is evolving. You know, I feel yeah. like there's been a great awakening in a lot of people. And so for that, you know, that's like the, the glass, glass half full, I guess. Hmm. You say a great awakening. My favorite was the great reset. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of people that are becoming aware and in touch with their soul and their spirit through this time. And it's been, you know, it's been kind of amazing in a lot of ways. So every journey has a beginning. Where are you originally from? And what was it like growing up there? 
Well, that's an interesting question because um, I, I always say that I'm not really from anywhere. We kind of moved around a lot. So I was born in Texas, but I only stayed there for you know a few months when I was a baby. And then we lived in Massachusetts. I lived in Canada and then I lived in California. So I've sort of been, you know, been all over the place in terms of where we lived. But, you know, now we're back in Massachusetts and, you know, it's it's good. But in terms of my work, it doesn't you know matter so much. I like to think that all those changes sort of help me adapt and, you know, be a lot more sensitive to people in, in those type of situations, you know. I see you have a master's in social work. Where did you go to school? I do. I do. Um, well, my undergraduate, I went to Brandeis University. Um, and then for my graduate work, I went to the University of Southern California. So go Trojans. At what age did you discover you had this incredible and rare special gift? Well, it's interesting because, you know, I like to say that I was born this way, quote unquote, because I don't have a memory of not having it. I remember being very little and seeing angels and spirits in my room and talking to them. I mean, I remember, you know, when I was very young, I was like five or six, like drawing a pentagram and telling my friend that it was like a magical symbol. And that if we use this, like her mother would let her sleep over or something like that. And of course, clearly I wasn't reading any books on the subject at five, but it's always been a part of me. And it was almost like at some point I realized, oh, not everybody does this. And I probably need to not show it to everybody because people thought I was a little weird when I was little. So So how do you get certified to be a legit medium? I see you have many certifications online. Can you please take my listeners through the actual process of getting your credentials? Um, well, the, you know, you can go a lot of different ways. For me, I've trained with a lot of the top mediums in the world because I figured, you know, if I was going to do this, you might as well go to the best. So I trained with, you know, Tony Stockwell and Lauren Rainbow, James Van Prague, John Holland. And a lot of those people will have, especially Tony Stockwell, which he's from the UK, um, have like certification courses. So you can take a teaching course or and these are, you know, years courses. So like at least a year plus where you study and learn and you can get certified in, you know, whether it's demonstrating mediumship or teaching or trance. And so I have a number of certifications from him. I'm also certified with the, the Bob Olson psychic page and that, you know, basically they test you the same thing with the best American psychic page. They put you through a number of rigorous tests and test readings to make sure that you're legitimate because, you know, unfortunately in our world, there are people that are, are not legitimate in this work. And uh, it's important to have some standard of integrity or you know, even licensing, I guess. So that's how I got certified through them. Just some lots of training and study and then going through their certification process. Okay, so we need to address the elephant in the room before we go any further. As I know, when people listen to topics being discussed that not much is actually known about, people can be incredibly skeptical. Uh, before we dive into the deep stuff, what do you say to the skeptics who might be listening? Well, you know, it's interesting because there are people certainly, you know, and there are people in my family even that, you know, no matter what you say, it doesn't matter. They're not going to believe. So if you're in that camp, there's really nothing that I can say to convince you. But the way that I look at things is that, you know, if you don't believe, you don't believe there's what, 7 billion people in the world. And there's, you know, the people that want to see me and connect with me and the people that perhaps just haven't evolved to that place and don't believe it. So there's, you know, I'm not really in the business of convincing people. Like if people want to work with me and they want to find me, that's fine. Like I'm not gonna, you know, like, oh, well, let me do a test reading and prove to me. It's like, 
you know, I don't need to do that. So, um, you know, luckily I have a lot of clients and I'm very busy. And so it's sort of like, if you, if you believe, or if you have an inkling, like, huh, this might be true, then that's sort of your tip to like, oh, try it out. But the people that are like, no way, that never, that'll never happen. It's like, there's sort of no point. <laughs> we have 7.7 .7 billion people on this planet. And there are some who believe the earth is not round. No, exactly. And like, I literally have had, you know, clients that come to me that say, you know, they wanted to hear from their, their aunt or something, and they had a GPS and the GPS would say, turn left on Linda Street. And then the GPS said, turn right on Smith Street. And, you know, their aunt was named Linda Smith. And they say to me, oh, well, do you think that, you know, that that was my aunt, like sending us a message? And I'm like, uh, duh, like, I don't say that, but you know, right. like, I don't know, is the GPS normally saying the names of your family members? So no, it's like things happen to people and just some people just don't want to believe it or they, they find it too hard to make that leap. Mm -hmm. And just again, maybe evolutionary wise, they're just not there yet. And that's okay. Cause everybody's on their own path. When a client comes to you wishing to make contact with the other side, what expectations do you set beforehand? Well, it's important that I, I sort of have my little opening spiel that anyone who sat with me knows. I sort of explain how it works. Like, you know, for instance, for me and every psychic medium works differently. Um, I'm very clairvoyant, which means I see things energetically. So sometimes I'll see them occasionally with my actual eyes seeing spirits, but usually I'm seeing them sort of in my energy field. And what that means is that spirit will drop in like an image or play like a little clip of a movie or a picture of something. Sometimes they'll draw a word. And then from that, I have to sort of interpret like what I'm seeing. And what I tell my clients is, look, like I basically have to tell the story to a movie I've never seen. So none of these things are, you know, I don't know what any of them are because it's not my own story. So between spirit and myself and the client, we sort of have to figure out what they're talking about. And so I guess the number one thing I ask my clients is just, just to be open because you never know how spirit is gonna bring in a message. Like they can draw something, they can show me a picture. And then if everyone's like, nope, nope, I don't know what it is without sort of expanding their mind to be like, oh yeah, well it could be that or it could be that. And that's sort of how spirit gets their messages across is you have to be open to the possibilities, if that makes sense. This is not fortune telling or astrology, correct? This is not predicting the future. No, I mean, I do do um, intuitive readings, which is more about like relationships or your job or moving or things like that. So I do like, I don't make predictions like, you know, you will definitely move to Kansas in six months. I mean, because the way that I look at it is like, everyone has free will. So whatever I'm seeing of the future, could happen, but if you make a different decision, then it won't. So I just sort of say, well, I'm seeing this, I might see a relationship in X amount of time, or I'm feeling like this job isn't a good fit for you and that you're called to be doing, you know, X, Y, and Z. So I do do those intuitive type of readings as well, but I always leave it up to my client to decide what's right for him or her because that's their choice. So when we told our listeners that you were going to be on the show, we had an immense response with people writing in their own questions. I picked the best of them. Some were so bizarre, I wasn't even gonna entertain them. The first question is, there are so many different ideas as to what existence after death is like. Which idea do you subscribe to? Okay, well, that's, that's a good question. And of course, like I always tell, you know, my clients or anyone I'm sitting with, you know, I'm not God, so I don't have all the answers and I don't pretend to. 
But my personal feeling is like our bodies, whether we're a person or animal, these are kind of like the like the outfits that we're wearing this time around. And when we cross over, you know, we leave our outfit because we still are a soul. And again, I believe it's the same for animals or people because we, we have that soul and energy cannot be created or destroyed. So once the soul comes out of the body, we go to the other side, you know, wherever that is, you know, some people think it's up or the side or everywhere, could be kind of everywhere. And then we're sort of connected with source, you know, some people call that God or spirit or, you know, whatever your interpretation is. To me, it's just, you know, the source of all life and sort of connect to that and sort of everyone goes through a life review, in my understanding, sort of go over like what happened and what you did and what you could have done better. And personally, I believe in reincarnation. So I sort of feel like, well, ugh, I didn't really get that right this time. And I believe we come back down again in another body, again, whether it's animal or human, and try to fix it, you know, try to get it right. And I personally believe that once you've gone through like, you know, maybe thousands or hundreds of thousands of these cycles, that you are sort of elevated to, you know, enlightened and, you know, become an angel or, you know, become a spiritual helper. But I think that takes a really long time because, you know, humans are really flawed and like earth is the school. This is the school of the soul, you know, and people say, oh, is my loved one okay? It's like, they're great on the other side because the other side is just about love. It's love, it's peace. Here on earth is where the pain is and the suffering and, you know, the challenges. So, you know, they honestly, in a lot of ways, have it a lot better off than we do, you know, being on earth. Do you think we can choose to be reincarnated or do you think we can stay on the other side? It almost feels to me like it's a like an urging of your soul, because if you don't get reincarnated, then how will you evolve? So it almost feels like, you know, I don't know that there's a being up there saying, okay, you, you have to go now and you can't, you know, but it, it doesn't, it's not right away. It doesn't feel like it's immediate. Like you have some time. Um, and again, time, time isn't linear on the other side, like it is here. So it's like the soul can be in multiple places at once, you know, versus us being on earth can only be in one place. So, you know, I do feel like that the reincarnation is just like an urging of your soul because you you want to sort of succeed. You want to grow and develop yourself. It's like you ever meet someone that's like, oh, I know I need to be doing something, but I just don't know what it is. That's your soul. That's your soul. Like, oh, I need to do X, Y, and Z, or I need to develop in this way or help people in this way. Um, and that's like your soul sort of pushing you on. So that's how I feel like it works. Your soul would push you to to reincarnate so that you could work on these things. Okay, Deval Nation, we're going to go ahead and take a small break, but we will be right back with the conclusion of this interview with Mari Karajanova. May I suggest you take this time to refresh that drink, take some super nice, long, deep breaths, you know, Cluzo style. Out with the bad air, in with the good. Out with the bad air, in with the good. Give two friends of my show your attention, and we'll be right back. That's Serena over there. And that's Naomi, and we are the hosts of Weird Mythic Podcast. Yes, we are. Our show, Weird Mythic, covers stories about cryptids, which is what brought us together to create the show. But we also like to talk about anything paranormal and strange that happens in the world. We post episodes every Sunday on different topics, and we would love to have more listeners. We're on all podcast platforms, and you can find us on all social media sites as well. Give us a listen, send us some personal stories to share on the show, and we will love you forever. 
<laughs> yes, we will. We would love some personal stories, some cryptid encounters, and we hope that you listen and tune into the show. You can listen to Weird Mythic Podcasts wherever you get your podcast fix. Have you ever wondered what it would be like if time did stand still? The flowers and the plants would never develop to their full potential. And neither would you. Time is important to everyone. Plants, animals, and you. As you grow, you learn. And as you learn, you change and develop. And that development is the thing that determines your future. So time is our friend. If we use our time wisely, we'll enjoy all the good things that life has to offer. Teachers, do you ever have these feelings or have been told these things? Do you want Kleenex for your classroom? Maybe you should think about buying your own with your own money. You get the summer off, you can have a second job. Do you really need a pay raise? Oh, do you need to use the restroom? Maybe you can do that in the three minutes while students are changing classes. Boy, sure hope your room doesn't descend into Lord of the Flies in that time. Oh, things are going pretty good for one. Surprise! Budget cuts. Well, you're in luck because we've got a book just for you. Hi, everyone. It's Katie Kinder, educator, speaker, and author of Untold Teaching Truths. I invite you to purchase my book and join this journey as we talk about the wild world of public education. Part memoir, part strategy. It is available on BookBaby, Amazon, or wherever books are sold. Teach on Warriors. We've got this. I want to be as high as these billionaires in space. Sell out the sky like these billionaires in space. Hi, this is Dominic Cannarella. I'm Eric McCoy. And I'm Max Meislish. We are Them Fantasies. Right now, you're listening to our brand new single, Billionaires. Billionaires is about how absurd it is that the mega-rich are going to space as if there's nothing left for them here on Earth. Nowhere else to go but up, right? You can listen to Billionaires now on all streaming platforms and be sure to check out our brand new music video on our YouTube channel. You can find us anywhere on social media at Them underscore Fantasies. Hey, do you have a podcast or maybe you're just thinking about starting a podcast? Well, I am Chris from Podtastic Audio, and here I show you tips and tricks on how to make your audio sound the best it possibly can with the gear you already have. With two years of experience on the Chris and Christine show creating the finest audio I possibly can make, I will show you the tips and tricks I have used on that show to make the audio sound fantastic. So if you have any podcast-related questions to your audio, you always can email me at podcasticaudio at gmail.com like this guy here did. His name is Joe. Joe writes in from the cast. Hey, Chris, when we all sit down together to record our episode, our audio is too low and it has a lot of echo in the recording. How do we make our show sound better? Well, Joe, is the microphone you're using rhyme with the name Betty? And is that microphone in the same room with you? I'd start with that stuff first. And for more podtastic audio information, you can go to anchor.fm slash podtastic audio. And you keep on making your amazing podcast. Janae Sergio, arriving. Hello, everyone. This is Janae Sergio, life coach, combat veteran, and best-selling author. I invite you to purchase my new book, Perfectly Flawed, A Veteran's Journey from Homeless to Hero. 
In these pages, you will learn about the lowest struggles of my life to the absolute triumphs that have made me the strong woman I am today. Follow along as I talk about homelessness, my naval role in Operation Enduring Freedom, navigating insurmountable odds, and how I dealt with and overcame them. You can find Perfectly Flawed on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or wherever books are sold. Welcome back to episode 92 of the Derek Duvall Show. Let's get right back to it with the conclusion of our interview with psychic medium and animal communicator, Mari Kardajanova. This question comes in from a very good friend of mine, and she writes, what do you do when a person comes to you wanting to make contact, but the spirit doesn't wish to make contact back? Well, that's interesting. I mean, I haven't had a situation where a spirit comes to me and says, nope, sorry, don't want to talk to this person. Um, but it's more like if someone comes in and they really want to talk to their mom, say, but you know, their dad comes in or their grandpa comes in. It's like, I don't choose who's coming in. I just sort of energetically open the door and be like, okay, I have this client here, Susan Smith, and she wants to talk to, you know, I'll make a suggestion. She really likes to talk to her mom, but I'm opening up to all her people and then, or animals. So the people line up on the other side and they decide who's coming in. So that's also part of my initial talk with my clients is I say, look, I know you might want to talk to X, but I, you know, it's not 1-800 dial a spirit. So I don't have control <laughs> over who's coming in. You know, I just kind of open the door and they queue up and, you know, I let them talk to me. So, you know, it's really not in my control, but I, I always feel like, you know, number one, I've been doing this a long time and spirit never wastes the message. So if someone's coming in, then they have a message for you that, that they want to get across. And it may not necessarily be, it's like you get, you get what you need, not necessarily you get what you want, if that makes sense. How do your clients react normally during a session? Do they cry, laugh, do they get angry? Yeah, well, you know, and I think, you know, we were talking earlier off air. It's like I, I am licensed as a therapist. So I worked as a therapist for many, many years. I still maintain my license. Um, so I think a lot of people that come to me are sort of looking for that therapeutic touch, um, you know, which, of course, I'm happy to provide and I think informs all of my work. So my, when they react to my session, a lot of it is crying because they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening or I can't believe, you know, you said that. But sometimes it's like people will have like psychic amnesia. Like I literally had a client the other day and I was talking about her dog and giving her all this information. And it was almost like when I was talking about the dog and I said a couple of things that, you know, I had no way of knowing she was like she stopped there. Like the session kept going and I kept talking about stuff. And then when I you know, touched base with her and checked in with her, she was like, well, I'm still stuck on what you said, you know, about my dog. Like, I can't even get over that you knew that and blah, blah, blah. So it's almost like a little bit of psychic amnesia. You know, you're almost like a deer in the headlights because you're like, wow, I can't believe that just happened. And then you're just well, frozen for a little bit. So I always encourage people to, you know, either record it on their end or take notes because there is a lot of information that comes to the session that sometimes we don't. Uh, remember because there's a lot of shock as to the things I bring through and they're like how did you know that I'm like well they're telling me that's how I knew it so. do you have a work with law enforcement to find missing people you know I have I've done a couple missing person cases I do um, I do a lot with missing pets actually mm -hmm. um, and have been pretty successful with that but I have you know working with missing people is you know it's very difficult as you can imagine 
there was a case that, you know, a woman was murdered and stuffed into a barrel. And I don't want to go into the details, but it was, it was not good. So it's hard for me to feel all those things and then report to the loved one. Um, but I have found people and I have worked with law enforcement before. It's not, I can't say it's my favorite thing to do because there's just so much sadness and grief right. and pain surrounding that. But I have, and um, I also work with, you know, missing animals and there, there seems to be a lot more uh, uh, happy endings to that than as opposed to the people. <laughs> wow. Well, based on that answer, how do you practice self-care with all that information you get? Yeah, well, that's a challenge. And I'm sure, you know, my family would tell you I need to do a lot more of the self-care. I used to think self-care was like, you know, 15 minutes once a week. Like, oh, yeah, you know, I sat down for 15 minutes. That counts. But I think the older you get, you know, hopefully I've gotten a little wiser. And, you know, you just need to make time just like anything else. You know, you need to schedule it in. And it's hard. Anyone that's in this business is a giver, you know, and likes to help people. So I like to help everybody, my clients, my family, like all the time, nonstop. I want to, like 12 o'clock at night, I'm answering emails. And my husband's like, you know, Mari, why are you doing that? You need to go to sleep. I'm like, yes, you're right. So I've been working on that. That is a work in progress, I will admit. Um, but self-care is critical because it's very draining. You know, I can't do like eight sessions in a day. You know, I have to limit myself and I have to schedule in time for vacation and breaks and just like to sit on the couch and do nothing. It doesn't happen a lot, but I'm working on it. This was a fun question someone wrote in as, do you lose your mind when you see mediums portrayed on television? Well, you know, losing my mind might be a little strong, but you know, it, it's, it's entertainment, right? Like I always tell right. people, you know, it's not like the movie ghost. They're not coming in. I mean, and, and again, everybody works differently. Everybody has sort of different ways. They sense spirit. They're not coming in and, and saying to me, Hey, Mari, this is what's up. I just wanted to let you know, like, you know, that's not how it works. It's almost like, again, they give you the bits and pieces and you kind of have to figure out what they're talking about. So, I, you know, I realize it's frustrating to me that when people see TV and they think that's how it works and aren't really open to understanding it a different way, especially a lot of those haunting shows. I mean, absolutely, there's places where there's more, you know, residual energy and sort of negative energy that's been left over, certainly. But I think a lot of that is just played up for TV. And it's important for people to know that that's really not true. Like, if you met me, I'm just a normal soccer mom. Like, I don't, you know, have carry around a crystal ball or fly around on a unicorn nonstop. So, you know, we're just normal people. It is understood by us that you can communicate with departed animals. How does that work exactly? It's just like I was saying earlier, it's the same way as I do with people. I just sort of set the intention. A lot of with animals, I usually work off a picture. And that's solely because, you know, if someone says, I want you to, you know, connect with Fluffy, Fluffy could be a poodle or a boa constrictor. And so then my human brain gets involved and I'm like, oh, what is Fluffy actually? So if I have a picture, then at least I know what the animal is. It works the same way as working with people. It's not really any different. I just open myself energetically, set the intention. I always meditate prior to going into a session and ask them questions. And they'll start talking to me about their life. They'll give me a, a real feeling since I guess I'm a therapist about like their personality and how their personality is and the things they used to like to do. And they really talk about how they would help their people because that's why animals are here on earth in the first place. So they are speaking to you. Is it a feeling you get? That's the part that I'm having trouble understanding. 
Yeah, well, it's the, again, it's the same for me as the way I work with people. They'll give me, sometimes they'll give me a feeling in my body or if they, you know, say they had something wrong with their stomach, my stomach will start to hurt or they'll show me like one of their favorite toys. I remember I was working with an animal and they showed me this like fuzzy, it looked like a fuzzy pea pod. And I'm saying to the person, I don't know what this is, but they're showing me a picture of this little fuzzy pea pod. And they, you know, the person was like, oh, my God, that was their favorite toy that they used to play with. It was a fuzzy peapod. And so I'm getting the information. I don't know what it is. So they just show me in pictures and feelings. Sometimes I'll smell things, especially with animals like doggy breath or, you know, their food or something like that. So they're not, again, they're not saying like, hi, Mari, you know, I really like Cheerios and, you know, November's my favorite month. It's not, I don't hear it that way. I see it and then I get a feeling or I'll get a knowingness and be like, oh, I, I can feel that he's anxious. I can feel that he's to hide into the bed. I just sort of feel it and know it and see it. Well, that nicely segues into our next topic. Let's discuss your book, Heaven Sent, True Stories of Pets That Have Touched Our Hearts in Miraculous Ways. How did the idea for that book come about? Oh, well, it's interesting. It's actually a multi-author compilation. So yeah, there's multiple people that have written chapters in the book. And so I'm in it. So it's actually, I was approached by somebody who knows that I work with animals and said, hey, would you like to, you know, take a piece of this book? And I said, sure. So it's really just about sort of giving comfort to people, I think, that have lost animals or giving comfort to people that are having animals going through a difficult time because this book really pulls on your heartstrings and it really is all about how animals have touched our lives, whether, you know, they're through their crossing or whether how they existed here on earth. And it's just important for people to understand that animals are souls and have souls just like we do. And that I believe their purpose here on earth is to help us develop into the best version of ourselves that we can be. And, you know, that's that's why they're here, to help us. As we begin to wind down this interview, what would be the best way for my listeners to follow your adventures online? Uh, probably the best way to find me is through my website, which is mediummari.com, M-E-D-I-U-M-M-A-R-I.com. And there has all my my socials and my phone number and email and all that. You can also follow me on all the usual channels, you know, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. It's all Media Mari, if you type in Media Mari, because my last name is very hard to say. So I decided to go with <laughs> Media Mari to be a little easier than uh, Cartagenova, a little bit of a mouthful. So I end my interviews with the same question. And the question is this. If the entire planet was listening to this broadcast, what would be the one thing you want to say to the people of Earth? Well, that is a great question. And I hope that the whole world is listening to your broadcast because it's very good. And thank you for having me on. You know, what I would say, and it sounds really cheesy, but honestly, just to please stop hurting each other and the animals. It's really important for everyone to know that we are all souls and that we all need compassion and kindness to thrive. And instead of being so focused on the external, like what kind of car I drive and my job and my house is really go within and seek the answers within as opposed to externally. And I feel like if people were more in touch with their soul and who they really are, they wouldn't be hurting each other and they wouldn't be hurting the animals because, you know, they're part of this whole world too. And I just think, you know, whenever anyone asks me, like, what's your number one prayer is to just stop the suffering on this earth. Period. The book is Heaven Sent, True Stories of Pets That Have Touched Our Hearts in Miraculous Ways, available on Amazon, 
Barnes and Nobles or wherever books are sold. Mari, thanks ever so much for taking the time to come on today. This has been <laughs> truly out of this world. Thank you so much, Derek. It's really been great. So great to chat with you. And thank you for having me on. You are most welcome. And just like that, Duval Nation, we come to the end of episode 92. I want to thank Mari for coming on the show and telling the world about her story and life mission. I hope you take the time for this episode to seek out her services. And best of luck to you, Mari. A few housekeeping items before we close out this episode. As you just heard, this is episode 92. And even someone with a basic comprehension of math can tell we are creeping to the absolutely mind-blowing centennial episode. I can't even believe I'm saying that out loud. I have a super secret guest, guys, and this one was my first home run A-lister. Believe me, I jumped through a lot of hoops to make that happen. I cannot wait for you to hear it, and we keep the release schedule as is. We are looking at the 100th episode airing in the middle of the second week of November. Have you had a chance to check out our store on TeePublic? We have everything from magnets, stickers, and mugs. Plus, we have a carefully curated collection of t-shirts put together by myself and Mrs. Duvall. Be sure to go to our website, DerekDuvallShow.com. Look on the banner on the left that says Merch. Click that. And they'll be taken to our store on TeePublic. And we want to thank TeePublic for being just <laughs> such absolutely great partners. One more very important thing before we close up the show. On behalf of the entire team, I want to remind you it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Uh, we lost a very close friend a few years ago to breast cancer. And I know others who have been afflicted. Work it out with your insurance company, ladies. I urge all of you to make an appointment to get a mammogram, especially if you have family history. An early catch can be the difference between life and death. No star, God bless, and see you next time, Planet Earth. This has been a recording of The Derek Duval Show, and we thank you for listening. Please go to our website, DerekDuvalShow.com, to explore past episodes and find links to purchase merchandise. Please subscribe to our social media channels on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Derek Duval Show.